The following sermon was delivered by Senior Pastor Scott Black Johnston during morning worship at Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City. We welcome you to worship with our vibrant community of faith every Sunday on the corner of Fifth Avenue and 55th Street in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. And now, here is Dr. Black Johnston. The first lesson, a reading from Genesis chapter 2. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bdellium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Here ends the reading. Advent is a season to watch, to pray, to hope. What are we watching for, praying for, hoping for? To answer, Advent spins the hands of our clocks round and round. First, Advent propels us into the future, to the end of history, to the pages of the book of Revelation, to hear people pray and sing, even so, Lord, quickly come. Next, Advent whirls us deep into the past. We stand at the dawn of time and ponder the first humans to walk the earth. Now, in this unpoetic age, our biggest takeaways from the story of Adam and Eve are usually silly jokes about apples and patronizing declarations of disbelief. It's not science, and this is true. It's not science. It's a song about broken hearts. The tale of Adam and Eve is a confession. There's something wrong with us. Again and again, through our own actions, we distance ourselves from each other and from God. This is painful, and this is true. It's not, though, Advent declares, a permanent state of affairs. The Holy One intends to fix this break. God is going to bridge the chasm. It's Advent. It's a season to watch, to pray, to hope, for healing is on the way. The second lesson, a reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it's not the spiritual that is first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. 
The first man was from earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. Here ends the reading. Advent flips some of our oldest stories upside down. Adam was the first human, a creature made from dust. This dust man made a lot of mistakes. He ate fruit from the forbidden tree. He hid from God. He put the blame for all his blunders on his companion, Eve. Adam was a mess. From the beginning, humanity has always been a mess. Do not despair over this, says Advent. A second Adam is coming into the world. We might wonder, is that a good thing? After all, we're still cleaning up the mess left by the first Adam. Trust me, says Advent, it's a good thing. This second Adam will not throw blame around, but will work to reconcile people to each other. This second Adam will not hide from God, but will shine God's truth into every corner of the world. This second Adam will not steal from a forbidden tree. The second Adam is a tree, a glorious apple tree, whose fruit doth make my soul to thrive. The third lesson a reading from the prophet Zechariah, chapter 2. Sing and rejoice, O daughter Zion, for lo, I will come and dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall join themselves to the Lord on that day and shall be my people, and I will dwell in your midst. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. The Lord will inherit Judah as his portion in the Holy Land, and will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent, all people, before the Lord, for he has roused himself from his holy dwelling. Here ends the reading. It is Advent. We want to meet the one of whom the choir sings. We want light to shine in our dark places. We want an apple tree to sprout in the middle of our lives. We want to see reconciliation between family members and friends, but we're not there yet. Waiting is hard for us. We laughingly talk about how difficult it is for children to wait until Christmas morning, but waiting is challenging for all of us. We stare at the door, waiting for it to open waiting for one who can tell us the tests are back and you are going to be all right. Your loved ones, your country, your planet is going to be all right. We yearn for good news. We wait impatiently. What choice do we have? Well, says the good book, you could choose to keep silent. Let all mortal flesh keep silent. Is that scripture's way of saying, shut up, sit down? Sort of. 
It's Advent's way of saying, shh, be intentional. You live in a very busy, very loud city. The wisdom of the ancients might be helpful to you. Let all mortal flesh keep silent. Let all your electronic devices keep silent too. Sit on a bench, look at a painting, carve out some quiet for yourself this Advent. Watch, pray, listen for the creaking of heaven's door. The fourth lesson, a reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Here ends the reading. The Annunciation, a poem by Denise Leverakov. We know the scene, the room, variously furnished, almost always a lectern, a book, always the tall lily, arrived on solemn grandeur of great wings, the angelic ambassador, standing or hovering, whom she acknowledges, a guest, but we are told of meek obedience. No one mentions courage. The engendering spirit did not enter her without consent. God waited. She was free to accept or to refuse. Choice integral to humanness. Called to a destiny more momentous than any, in all of time, she did not quail, only asked a simple, how can this be? And gravely, courteously, took to heart the angel's reply, perceiving instantly the astounding ministry she was offered, to bear in her womb infinite weight and lightness, to carry in hidden finite inwardness, nine months of eternity to contain 
in slender vase of being, the sum of power, in narrow flesh, the sum of light. Then bring to birth, push out into air, a man-child needing, like any other, milk and love, but who was God? We hope this sermon has been meaningful to you and provided a message of hope, encouragement, and good news. If you are in New York City, we invite you to visit our historic church and join us for worship. You will find our address, worship calendar, and other information on our website, fapc.org. If you would like to help support this audio ministry, please text the dollar amount of your gift, followed by the word sermons, to 646 646- Four nine one eight three three one. Again, that is the amount of your gift, followed by the word sermons to six four six four nine one eight three three one. Thank you and God bless.